0: So Wes, today we're talking about
1: auctions. The last auction you and I went to was pre-COVID in April 2018. I don't know, let's call it April 12th or something. When did you start thinking about that auction?
2: Probably the morning of. Since I wasn't part of the committee for that one, I didn't pay any attention. And other than getting dressed, I, I had no part of it.
1: I probably thought of it a couple weeks earlier because there was a theme and I had to plan my dress. But... I definitely did not start thinking about it in March or the fall, like now, but I was talking to Dabney Lawless, our guest today, and she's a specialist in auction donations. She gets tons of silent auction items for auctions each year. Dabney, when do you start thinking about the school auction?
3: I definitely start thinking about it in the fall, and that's because that's when other people are not thinking about it, and so you have the best opportunity to secure donations.
1: So I guess this is a good time to start talking about how to get those donations and make the most for your school auction. So thanks for being here today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background?
3: Sure. I have been soliciting donations for school auctions since my son was in preschool, so I am... Not a super excerpt, but I definitely have been around to do it enough times to know how to be successful and what works and what doesn't.
1: And have you done both online and in-person auctions?
3: Only in-person auctions thus far, but because of coronavirus last year, our auction got moved online. So there was a little bit of improvisation that went on. So we learned a little bit from that.
1: Let's take a quick segue here. Any quick tips for online auctions? Any tools you used or anything that came to mind as you guys transitioned to an online format?
3: So there's a couple different ways you can do it. There are a lot of free options out there. So if you're having a a pretty basic auction where you know you don't need a ton of engagement you have you know let's say you're a preschool or a small private school and you don't need a a lot of moving pieces there are free options out there i think there are then those free options have paid versions that kind of are the next level up and then there's the online auction that actually is hosted over zoom and you still have bidding and it's a little bit of a simulation of an in-person auction
1: Got it, that makes sense. We have yet to attend our first online auction by Zoom, although we have done some bidding on a platform that just allowed us to look at certain donation items. So shifting back to those donation items, what's your overall approach for getting items for a school auction?
3: So what I do is I make a list of things that I would want to bid on. That's kind of where I start. And I think about, we love going out to dinner. I love getting my hair done, I love getting my nails done. Like, Think about the things that I personally like to do because then I'm gonna be going to businesses that I already frequent and I may not have a relationship with those particular vendors or, or stores or restaurants, but I'm familiar with them and I'm familiar enough to know that I'll be able to talk it up with the people that will be bidding and I'll be able to write a really good rec- recommendation or a description of the item.
1: And does that approach differ for online versus
3: in-person auctions? You know, I don't think that you really want to think that differently between online and virtual auctions. I think at the end of the day, the same kind of things are going to be popular. I think the biggest difference with online versus actual in-person auctions is, (laughs) candidly, the lack of alcohol. And so there won't be that spontaneity or that kind of trying to outbid each other. So you may have to find different ways to build excitement to build that fear of missing out so people are more impulsive to buy something that if they think they have more time to to sit on it and there's definitely ways to do that one of the one of the ways that um, I know a virtual auction that or an online auction I should say did that very well was you know they would kind of roll out things you'd have five items and they would give it a date and they would say okay these five items are going on this date and then there's another five items and it's blind. It's almost like an eBay auction used to be. So, you bid the highest that you're willing to bid because if you, you know, you're just saying like, "Okay, I'll bid $20." And someone sees that it's $20. The next person's going to come and bid $21 or $22. But if you say, "I'm willing to bid the highest I'll go for this is $75." Then somebody may say, "Well, you know, I would go at least up to 150." And so that kind of pushes it up higher and higher behind the scenes, kind of like, you know, eBay used to.
2: So speaking of high bids, can you talk a little bit more about like what has been some of your most successful bid items? It doesn't have to necessarily be a price tag, but what what really gets parents engaged in, in wanting to participate in bidding for some of these items?
3: Yeah. So from a, a big ticket item standpoint, I think that looking at out of the ordinary events go really high. So we had a parent who used to work at Pixar Studios and so they kind of pulled some strings and they were able to get a full day at Pixar Studios with an animation specialist. That's a whole family kind of thing where they could come and they could learn how to do animation. So that went, that was very well received. People were really excited about that. Another thing that was really exciting was a night at an observatory. And this observatory is not one that's typically open to the public. And so, again, this was something that, you know, one of the parents had done this and went to the new someone that worked at the observatory and said, hey, could we do this for our auction? And they said, sure, no problem. And so you actually get to spend the whole night with sleeping bags on the floor of an observatory. And like so many kids were just so jazzed about that.
1: That's pretty cool. It sounds like mostly experience type items go really high.
3: Yes experience. People do love, oh, another one. This is in the kind of celebrity realm. There was someone who won the Australian Open and, you know, again, twice removed, but you could get a tennis lesson from someone who won the Australian Open. Big ticket items, also two nights at a spa or fancy hotel. Those are things that just think about what you personally would get excited about, but also, like I said, think outside the box. One of the things that Every year, sales is the biggest money maker for the school is be the principal for the day. Being the principal, clearly that child is not going to be the principal, but that child, you say that they can be out there and they can greet the students and they can make a decision on some activity like it's pajama day or and they get to do their schoolwork from the principal's office. I mean, those are some kind of fun things that parents are willing to spend money on.
1: Yeah, I think that brings up a good point is not forgetting to ask your school to donate some items. I know that at our school, there's a couple of parking spaces that are donated to the auction. And the the three families that are the highest bidders get those parking spots for the entire school year. And so asking the school to make certain things like that available, principal for a day, maybe it's be the art teacher for a day, whatever it is, you can get creative with the asks of your school.
3: Absolutely. And premier seating at any of the functions too, like the spring concert or something like that, having that first row sectioned off, those things always go really well. And also the fund a need really depends on the engagement of the community with the school. But I think if your school comes up with one really cool fund a need, I think people are willing to donate to that as well.
1: And what's the fund a need for parents who may not know what that stands for.
3: I've seen different schools do it differently, but the school that my son is at currently, they have an outdoor pavilion that the the students eat lunch at because we're In California and they wanted to kind of have an enclosure for it because on rainy days and things like that it's still kind of miserable (laughs) and you know the kids have to bundle up in their coats and one of the things that they said is they got an architect to do the renderings and they said this is the need. Another year they said that we need an additional van to help take kids to field trips. So I think being very specific about what the need goes to. Another school that we were at was much more open-ended on what they were trying to raise. money for and so this is really just where it's like tax deductible you're getting people enthusiastic you're getting people excited I think this works much better in that kind of real realm rather than online because again this is the point at which there's a little bit of peer pressure people are all kind of just having fun and they're in a party and they're thinking this is I love this school I love these people yeah I want to support this school and I want to support new materials for the art room or I want to support new computers for the fifth grade class or whatever more new jungle gyms on the preschool
1: especially if you're seeing the list of who else has funded the need it can create that FOMO or peer pressure to join in and also fund it
3: yeah it's a big deal it kind of it spreads throughout the table yeah so it's sort of like oh well they're doing it don't underestimate the need of people to outbid each other
1: yep agreed what are some items that you were surprised that didn't go for more
3: vacations to be honest with you, oh, um, so like weekend at a local spa or a hotel, a little getaway, those are often more popular than something like a week in Hawaii or a weekend, especially because timeshares have a lot of restrictions. And so one auction that I attended, they had this really cool house in Cabo, but you could only use it this one week and no kids were allowed. And it was during the school year. <laughs> So the restrictions make it very confusing for people. And so while that actually fetched a good price at the auction, ultimately they had to refund the person because there was no way that that person could actually use that. So being kind of selective about the limitations and restrictions on any kind of vacations is really important.
1: Yeah, the logistics of that sound like a nightmare.
3: Yeah, and, and no one bid on it. And then when someone bid on it, we were all kind of surprised. And then, of course, then they had to be refunded.
2: <laughs> what about unexpected items? Like a, a place you walked into and you thought there's no chance they are going to give us anything cool whatsoever. And then all of a sudden they made a donation, whether it's big or small or talk a little bit about some of those that, that have happened.
3: Yeah, so I am the big, I'm the person who knows how to do silent auction things more than the big ticket items. And... I have found it incredibly surprising that, you know, I walked into Athleta, and I got a $150 gift card and an outfit donated, and that was really exciting, and I wouldn't have thought that would be possible, so you know, that's sort of was unexpected. But then I walked into Lululemon and they were, you need, there's the door. So just don't be afraid to check it out and try Kendra Scott Jewelry. They have a program and that's all over the country where they donate to school auctions. So find some of those bigger brands that actually have programs, but don't underestimate places like Athleta that don't have specific school auction program. And sometimes it really does come down to the manager, because I know one year at Lush, they gave us this awesome, really great basket. And then the next year, it was a different manager, and she said no.
1: So how do you find out, you me, you just mentioned big corporate programs, but then you also mentioned going local. If we talk a little bit about the big corporate programs, How do you even find out about them? So
3: it's a lot of research and word of mouth. I think talk to other parents who've worked on auctions and they give you tips. So I got a tip that Otterbox does. They have a school program. And so they'll give you, they'll send you um, gift cards for phone cases. And in and itself, that might not be a cool auction item, but for an online auction, it's fine. And then it also can go into a basket, so there's all sorts of different ways that you can find out about these big corporate programs. And it kind of is about doing your own research and, and legwork. But then it's also about looking online and talking to your friends that have worked at auctions and just tapping into their experience and talking to people that have done auctions at other schools because they may have a different set of vendors that they've spoken to than you know, the people who traditionally at this your school have gone back to year after year.
1: What about for those local places? Could be the nail shops you mentioned. What have been some successful strategies you've used at local shops?
3: I am a PR person, so I don't have a lot of. Fear around going up to someone and actually asking them for a donation. And so it really does come down to just walking in, asking to talk to the manager and asking them for a donation. Some tips that have have worked for me in the past, I've brought my son with me and I've asked him to kind of ask with me. That helps so they can actually see the children that are being impacted. I've also offered, especially restaurants. Restaurants are a huge one. And I think last year I got over 30 restaurants and some of them were new and they were looking to build up some marketing, have people know that they're available. Some of them are the old standbys that donate year after year. Some of them, maybe no one's ever asked. Maybe if at first you get a hesitation or a funny look, one of the things that you can think to do is you can ask, what if I buy a $30 gift card, would you be willing to donate another $30 gift card? And that, I think, is a really good thing to do right now, especially during COVID, because some of these restaurants are hurting, buying a gift card is really kind of saying to them, Hey, like I'm invested in your restaurant succeeding and hopefully they kind of reciprocate in turn.
2: So one of my favorite auction items that we won recently, actually last year was a beer making class. And for those donations that are, it takes more time than it does actually money and there's no real cost. What are your experiences about doing some of those auction items that, that actually have taken up people's time? What have you seen be successful here?
3: Those fall into a couple different categories. And I think that's awesome that you brought those up because there are lots of different kind of activity Things that you can do that are not parent-based, so we'll get to the parent-based ones in a minute, but there are escape rooms, there are museums, there are science centers, there are zoos, there are the exploratorium, there's also camps, all of those will donate and also like little local art classes and music classes all of those kind of places usually will donate so uh, also gyms and yoga studios those kind of activities are really good also local sports teams we have the Oakland A's and also parents have season tickets a lot of the times they can donate so don't forget about that and then there's to your point Wes is There's the professional things that you can do, and then there's the things that are more hobbies where parents can kind of host a night or host a class, and those are very popular too.
1: Earlier, you touched on uh, your background in PR and being able to ask for donations of things that you enjoy so that you can hype them up. What are some ways that you've been successful in maximizing value of the items once they've been donated and you have them in hand?
3: putting together kind of a package deal so one example is we got a donation from a party space for a kid's birthday party. But we'd also gotten like a gift card to Habit Burger and we also had a gift card to a local bakery and a gift card to a local toy store. And kind of put that all together and suddenly you have like a birthday party in a box where it's just like the birthday party's taken care of. Go to the toy store and you there's all the favors and there's the cake and there's the food for the party and there's the space. Check. So I think it comes down to thinking about the things that you like do you want to auction off a $25 bakery card <laughs> gift card or is that more enticing and will it fetch more money in a complete birthday complete birthday package and so just getting creative in those ways is a really good idea another thing is sometimes you can spend a little money so we had gotten um, tickets for Shakespeare in the Park we had gotten lots of bottles of wine donated and so then I was just shopping around Crate and Barrel one day and I saw this picnic basket on clearance and I thought how cute that would be let's buy this picnic basket i'll just make a hundred dollar donation out of my own or or the school can pay me back use that that picnic basket and put a bottle of wine and put a bunch of like culinary treats in there and then you've got the shakespeare in the park and so now like there's a whole package so maybe what would have fetched 150 dollars is now going to fetch 400 or 500 dollars and it was really only like a 300 investment total or you know maybe only a hundred dollars out of your pocket.
1: So this goes to your earlier point where experiences tend to be auction favorites and this is turning some of those in-kind donations into experiences
3: absolutely yeah we did that again we got a yeti cooler everyone loves the yeti right now Yeah. you know so that's the other thing is like see what's hot right now so in five years maybe everyone will be over yeti and like that's not the thing but if right now that was something that someone had suggested too is is you can do a raffle and so this again is for an in-person thing and in order to win the yeti you wrote your name on a 20 dollars bill crumpled it up and you threw it in and then right before dinner started they drew out a 20 and whoever's name was written on it was the one that got that and at the end of the day like you don't kind of fun to throw that in there so you we made more money on the yeti than we would have otherwise
1: yeah you'd think in today's world i'm sure things like rv trips are going to be fetching more than a a getaway in hawaii for example with people not wanting to travel or in-home experiences several months off of your Netflix subscription. Stuff like that would be popular right now, thinking about what's hot and what's trending.
3: Right. So right now, gym memberships are not going to be something that you're going to want to solicit. But takeout is still very important where like, people can eat outside. And let's say you get 10 or 15 restaurant coupon that's another way to do it is you can bundle things up especially like really kid-friendly or takeout friendly restaurants california pizza kitchen or kind of more um, chain restaurants you can sort of bundle those together in a don't feel like cooking tonight package so people can have something to go and grab if they're not wanting to cook that night
1: on the lighter side what's your favorite auction story
3: my favorite auction story is charity auction rather than a school auction where it was this was before I was I'd been around the block and I'd had a little too much to drink and I was having a great time bidding on things and my husband and I had been wanting to go to Nashville but as it creeped up higher and higher I didn't really realize how much I was bidding and and I won the trip to Nashville and it was so much more than I would have ever bid in my right mind and I immediately had to apologize to my husband and I don't know if that's my favorite auction story but it was pretty funny that the look the what must have been the look on my face when I actually won and realizing that raising your paddle does not mean that you're not going to win it's funny that you would think that
2: yeah you know what we had a similar situation last year where me and a group of PTA dads started competing, and we won a parking spot. The parking spot was excellent. Let me let me say because we had a kindergartner, and to get her to her classroom, it was the closest place we could be. We didn't have to deal with traffic, so it worked out at the end. But alcohol and paddles don't go together. They uh, make for a bad auction situation for us good for the auction but bad for the parents
3: sometimes no absolutely and I just want to interject that I may be good at soliciting auction items but I am not allowed to touch the paddle anymore in our family like (laughs) that's the rule after the Nashville trip but we had a lovely time in Nashville and it did go to a good cause so at the end of the day no regrets but that was a very pricey stay at the Ramada by the airport
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you had any parting words for any PTA parent out there going to gather donations, what would you say?
3: That's a good question. I would just say don't be afraid to ask. I mean, it's not like a lot of times people want to give stuff to the auction. So start early. Don't wait till February by any means. Like that's, I guess that would be my biggest thing is don't wait till February or March because that's when everyone's asking and there's way too much competition. But don't be afraid to ask. And um, for bakeries and cakes that you're doing auctioning off, start closer to November, December at the very latest because they usually by the end of the year have already given away their allotment of cakes for dessert donations.
1: So you heard it here first. Don't be afraid to ask and start now and best of luck in your online or in-person auction this year.
0: This show has been brought to you by K-12 Clothing. K-12 Clothing is a PTA dad-created business focused on providing high quality school apparel while increasing access to educational resources through fundraising in schools. Learn more at k12clothing.com. Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at k12clothing.com and click on blog. Thanks to Squad Locker for making this show possible and we'll see you next week in the multipurpose room.